You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're now one day closer to the start of the Penn State football season, but we're already starting to look forward to what's going to happen in week two. Hi, everybody. I'm Kevin McGuire, contributor to AthlonSports.com and the host here of the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast. We do these shows every Monday through Friday, bringing you some updated Penn State commentary in audio form as we continue to look forward to the start of the Penn State 2020 college football season. It's been a long time coming, but it is finally here. We'll continue looking forward to what's going to happen this weekend. But of course, today is Tuesday. October 20th, 2020, and it is Twitter Tuesday here on the Locked on Nittany Lions podcast. So later we will dive into a couple mailbag questions that were submitted to us anonymously this week for our Twitter Tuesday segment. We're also going to take a look at some of the updated protocols for what Penn State and other Big Ten teams will be allowed to do as far as stadium atmosphere because fans aren't going to be allowed in the stadiums this year, but there will still be some noise happening in stadiums like Beaver Stadium during the course of this upcoming season. We also have some updated college football playoff and Heisman odds, so of course we will take a look at that, and we know when Penn State is going to be kicking off for its biggest game of the season coming up in week two. Make sure you are subscribed to this podcast and whatever app you may be listening to us today in because it does help promote the show on those various podcasting platforms and we continue to try and grow the show. Make it something you want to come back to and share with your friends, your family, your fellow Penn State fans. So subscribe and then leave a rating and review when this episode's over. Let us know what you thought about today's show. You can also reach out to us and connect with us on a variety of social media platforms using the username LockedOnNittany on Twitter. Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitch. So with all that out of the way, let's go ahead and get today's episode underway. This podcast is airing on Tuesday, but I recorded on Monday. And unfortunately, I recorded this podcast before I got a chance to look at the game notes that were released by Penn State on Monday evening. So there might be some outdated information, and we'll get into that a little bit in tomorrow's episode. Hopefully by then we'll have the depth chart so we can take a look at to see who's going to be in the starting lineup for Penn State at any position battles we were keeping an eye on going into the new season. I don't expect that we're going to see too many surprises as far as that's concerned by the time it comes out. So maybe if that's if that information's already out there, maybe you're already pouring over a bit. But we will discuss the any depth chart news and notes in tomorrow's episode coming up on Wednesday. And we are still going to be looking ahead to the Indiana Hoosiers. I do have a guest that we recorded an interview with. We're going to get to that one tomorrow as well. Dive into a little bit of knowledge about the Indiana Hoosiers, Penn State's first opponent of the 2020 season. And I still say it's going to be a tricky road spot for the Nittany Lions. I have firmly believed that for quite some time. I actually think it's the third toughest road game for Penn State. But you know, now that it's here, I'm starting to think it might be the second most challenging game for the Nittany Lions because uh, Michael Penix, quarterback for Indiana, I think he's going to be some trouble. And uh, Wap Filler, uh, terrific wide receiver. I think Indiana's got a pretty good offense. And I think one of the things I'm going into this weekend thinking is that a lot of teams that are out there, you know, no matter how good they're supposedly going to be this season, they've had some shaky performances early on, especially on defense. Now, I still think Penn State's defense is going to be fine. I'm not really overly concerned about what they're going to be able to do defensively against just about everybody that they play this year. And I do think the offense is going to be pretty good, but I just look at the the situation. I think going on the road, uh, playing Indiana in Bloomington, it's a pretty challenging spot because Indiana has some talent. This is one of the best Indiana teams they've had in a number of years, certainly coming off one of the best seasons. But let's look ahead to week two 
because we all know, you know, obviously Penn State has business to take care of this week against Indiana, but the fate of this season is really going to be determined by what happens in week two at home in their home opener against the Ohio State Buckeyes. Ohio State coming in, it's obviously going to be a non-traditional <laughs> game with, with uh, the Buckeyes. It's usually the whiteout game. That's not going to be the case this year, obviously, with no fans in the stands. I should say very limited capacity because Penn State is going to have families of players in the stands in Beaver Stadium. Again, I think it's a wise decision. If nobody in the Big Ten is having fans in games this year, uh, at least bring in the families. Let them see their kids play football in some of the most important games that they're going to play this year. And, of course, uh, the, the game against Ohio State, I was wondering what time it was going to be kicking off. We talked a little bit about it last week. I still thought that it was going to be a shoe-in to be the game for ESPN College Game Day to attend. No confirmed word on that just yet. That'll probably come over the, the upcoming weekend. Uh, ESPN usually holds out a week uh, before they make those decisions. But I still think game day is going to be making the trip to Happy Valley. And I think that the chances that that happened just got a little bit better on Monday as it was confirmed that the Penn State-Ohio State game will be played in prime time with a 7.30 kickoff time airing on ABC. So you get the national telecast on ABC, not ESPN. And I was curious to see whether or not it was going to be the primetime game, as it typically is when these two teams are playing, especially in Happy Valley, because of the whiteout environment. But I was kind of curious if Fox was going to be able to pull some sway and get that game to land in their big noon kickoff time slot, which I thought was going to be a a pretty good selling point for Fox. Because I thought that Fox was going to do everything they could to really cash in on these noon kickoff games. Uh, Again, Potentially the biggest game in the Big Ten this year will be that Penn State-Ohio State regular season matchup. So I, I think if you're Fox, you really wanted to grab hand uh, of that one. However, uh, Fox will have Ohio State and Nebraska in their big noon kickoff slot this weekend as they get the Big Ten schedule underway. And I'm sure Fox is very happy to have Ohio State on the schedule this weekend uh, in that noon kickoff because fans tune in to watch Ohio State games. They are a ratings uh, seller. But I, I wonder... If Fox maybe got the the first pick and was able to to get to Ohio State Nebraska for that first game, and then if ABC ESPN got uh, the the opportunity to grab a hold of that Penn State Ohio State game, because I have to imagine that that was the hot commodity on the schedule, not just in the Big Ten but around the country uh, for that weekend uh, schedule for week two of the Big Ten schedule. I think it's week eight, week nine of the college football schedule. I think we're going into week eight right now, actually. So I think uh, the Penn State-Ohio State game in Week 9 is certainly going to be the marquee matchup. You look around the rest of the country, there's not a whole lot of uh, great games that are going to be on the schedule on Halloween. So I I think the Ohio State-Penn State game certainly deserves the national attention. It already did because of the high expectations that both programs have coming into the season. It should be a fun game. So yes, Penn State will play Ohio State in prime time on Halloween in front of no fans. So it's going to be weird. Uh, again, it's everything about this season is going to be weird. But one thing remains the same, and that's Ohio State and Penn State playing in prime time on ABC in Happy Valley. So there you go. Penn State, Ohio State, 7.30 p.m. kickoff time in week two of the Big Ten schedule. I believe it is week nine of the college football schedule. Uh, so, yeah, there you go. Real quick, uh, updated Heisman odds from Bet Online. Uh, three players from Ohio State are on the board. No Penn State players, so I'm not going to mention it too in depth there. No Penn State players yet on the bet online 
Heisman board. I'm a little surprised by that, considering all the players that are on there. Uh, but yeah, I imagine once Penn State plays a couple games, maybe you'll see one of those names pop up on there. Updated college football playoff odds to win the college football playoff from Bet Online. Again, not sponsored, but just relaying this information as it's passed along to me. Penn State has 28 to 1 odds. This is the same as they were a week ago, so there's no change in Penn State's national championship odds. Uh, Clemson improves from 9 and 4 to 8 and 5 odds to win it all. Alabama goes from 3 to 1 to 11 and 4. Uh, Ohio State uh, is third on the board. They're still at 3 to 1 odds, same where, same where they were a week ago. So there you have it, some updated odds. No changes there significantly for any of the Big Ten teams on the board. Uh, Minnesota is still at 80 to 1. Michigan still at 50 to 1. Wisconsin, I'm scanning it right now. They are, uh, they've actually moved from 50 to 1 to 40 to 1 without playing a game. So there you have it, uh, the updated odds. Penn State still at 28 to 1 odds to win it all this year in 2020. Whether you're back out on the road, making a road trip this fall, or you just need to make sure your car is ready to go whenever you may be ready to go, the best place to go and get all the parts you need for your car or your truck is rockauto.com. You can do it right from the comfort of your home, right from your home office. You can do it right on the couch. If you need wipers, you need an oil filter, you need anything for your car, just go to rockauto.com, enter the make and model of your car or truck, and it brings you up the entire catalog of everything they have available to you for your vehicle. And best of yet, they're going to give you some really good prices. It doesn't matter if you're a novice. It doesn't matter if you're a professional and you actually know what you're talking about with cars. They're going to give you the best prices they can possibly afford, and they're going to give you that contactless delivery. And the reason they do this is because they are a family business. They've been serving customers their auto needs online for 20 years. They know what it takes to deliver a satisfiable customer experience when you're in the need for something for your car or your truck. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. You're probably looking forward to kicking back and relaxing this weekend, watching some Penn State football, and Coors Light hopes that you're celebrating the return of Big Ten and Penn State football responsibly. From the comfort of your own home, make sure you are stocked and ready to go with Coors Light by getting it delivered to you with contactless delivery, courtesy of get.coorslight.com. That's right, you can get Coors Light delivered right to you with contactless delivery. There is no better way to sit back and chill out with a nice, cold, refreshing Coors Light, and better yet, you don't even have to worry about the delivery hassle because they're going to make sure it is smooth and ready for you at any moment's notice. Coors Light is mountain cold refreshment. And what else would you expect from Coors Brewing Company in Golden, Colorado? It is made to chill. It is the official drink of watching your favorite team on TV, whether it's Penn State or the Pittsburgh Steelers, Pittsburgh Philadelphia Eagles. doesn't matter what your team is. Coors Light is there to help you enjoy the experience and just chill out because you all deserve a chance to chill out right now. Coors Light's going to help you do that as well. So get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. I've already sort of alluded to the fact that this is not going to be a typical year and the fact that Penn State is going to get a chance to host Ohio State in prime time doesn't take away from the significance of that game and the importance that it is going to receive on a national level. Getting the national telecast on ABC with Chris Fowler and Kirk Herbstreit, I imagine being in the booth for that game, tells you just what kind of spotlight is going to be on that game. But we all know that the atmosphere in the stadium is going to be very different this year. And we've touched on this before, but we need to touch on it again because we now have some updated information on how stadiums are going to be around the Big Ten this year. As we look to try and 
simulate any kind of authentic fan experience or game day atmosphere that is going to be very difficult to replace, especially at a place like Penn State, because the whiteout crowd, it is celebrated on a national level because it is such an authentic game day atmosphere that Penn State fans are able to provide on a regular basis for sure, but certainly when the bright lights are on and everybody's clad in those white t-shirts and white sweatshirts for the biggest game of the season. And typically that game has come against Ohio State, it has come against Michigan, and you get Ohio State and Michigan alternating trips to Happy Valley every year. So you figure that the Ohio State or Michigan game is a shoe in to be that whiteout game every season. Now it's gonna be very interesting. I think when Auburn comes to town, Hopefully that game is still on the schedule by the time the 2021 season comes around. But a game like that could also get a white uh, atmosphere because you figure that'll probably be a pretty star-studded game that's uh, appearing on national television as well. But you, you can pretty much guarantee that the Ohio State or Michigan game every year is going to be the whiteout game. This year, of course, is going to be different because fans will not be in the stands in Beaver Stadium. Uh, even though we are starting to see fans return to football games with the Philadelphia Eagles this past weekend, Pittsburgh Steelers uh, the week before that, uh, the state of Pennsylvania is allowing fans to attend football games. The Big Ten is not. So that's the big distinction. Even though you are allowed to attend a football game uh, in Philadelphia, in Pittsburgh, you're still not going to be able to do so in University Park because Beaver Stadium being a part of the Big Ten, is falling under a different set of guidelines. So everybody in the Big Ten is playing by these rules. So that's the one difference here. While it is allowed in the state of Pennsylvania, everybody in the Big Ten has agreed that they're going to play by the same rules, same protocols, same guidelines, and that means no fans in the stands. Now, again, that comes with an asterisk because uh, every school is going to be allowed to bring in a certain number of limited fans, and they're using that to bring in family members to watch uh, their sons play, which I think is fine. I think if everybody's playing by the same set of guidelines, that's perfectly fine. Open up the doors, let the families watch their family members play. I, I think that it's uh, the right decision to be made given these circumstances. I would love to see fans be able to attend a game as we're seeing around in the Big 12, the ACC, uh, down in the SEC, fans attending games. It, it is, even though you have a small percentage relatively of the fans in the stands, it does have a little bit of that same atmosphere uh, for some of these games that I'm seeing. Although it comes with some setbacks because there's lots of criticism for how fans in the stands are acting with regard to mask wearing. Now, we're not going to get into that in the Big Ten because they're not going to have that as an option uh, going into this season. So I'm very curious to see how it all plays out. But it's still going to lose something, not having a significant number of fans in the stadiums. Even if Penn State were allowed to have 20,000 fans in the stands, that would be a much better game day atmosphere than what we're going to see as far as fan crowd noise is concerned. Or is it? That's the big question now because the Big Ten has made it clear that Big Ten schools will be allowed to inject some artificial crowd noise over the loudspeaker system. So I don't know how well this is going to translate. I don't know if it's worth it, to be honest with you. But you're going to be allowed to have a crowd noise running constantly throughout the game, no higher than 70 decibels during the course of play. And you can increase it up to 90 decibels for what they quote celebration moments. Uh, moments like scoring a touchdown or maybe a big sack uh, or a big turnover, maybe even a big first down. I'm not really sure what the specific rules are here, but they say you're allowed to increase the decibel count up from 70 to 90 
for those big celebration moments. So I'll be very curious to see how that all plays out. I don't imagine that that is something that I would enjoy. <laughs> if I'm in the stands, uh, I, I think I would want to have the authentic uh, crowd noise, whatever that may be for the season or no noise at all. But that's obviously just me. And I feel like schools are trying to present as close of a game day atmosphere as they are possibly going to be able to have or simulate. And I, I don't know if crowd noise is going to be the best possible solution here. But hey, it's worth a shot, right? Now, it's going to be very interesting to see how that noise echoes off some of these stadium seats. You know, maybe it's going to be more uh, of a hassle than it's really worth. Uh, are you going to get any feedback? I don't know. Probably not. Uh, because obviously you're going to be using your sound system. You're going to be playing music. You're going to be playing those little uh, snippets of sounds uh, between big plays or bef just before certain moments of games. And it may even be more important to have that sound system in effect if you don't have bands in the stands. Now, I haven't seen officially what's going to happen with Penn State and the Blue Band, so I don't know if they will be allowed in the stands or not. Again, I haven't seen anything confirmed one way or the other. I would imagine that they're probably not going to be in the stands. I do know that Ohio State will not have their band in their stadium this year, which is a real setback and probably is the, going to be the norm around the Big Ten. We're probably not going to see all these great Big Ten bands get a chance to do their thing, which... As somebody who did marching band in high school and march in college, uh, that bothers me a little bit because uh, if anybody's going to be socially distanced and responsible, I think it's going to be the band members because they know exactly how to keep their intervals. Uh, but, but that's a little bit too techy uh, as far as band uh, speak is concerned. So I'm going to leave it at that. But I will say it is a shame that members of these marching bands and the cheerleaders, they may not get a chance to experience their season as they are typically accustomed to as well. So uh, there's a part of me that will always go out to every member of a marching band and certainly the cheerleaders not getting a chance to do their thing as well this year while the football team is. So I've always said that if a football team can play a game on the field, there is absolutely no reason why a band cannot perform on the field as well. Uh, certainly during halftime, pregame, whatever the case may be. Uh, I think it's a shame that these bands are not going to get a chance to play. But I'm going to step off my soapbox on that one right now. And I'm going to be curious to see how this crowd noise thing is going to play out at Penn State, at Ohio State, at Michigan, at Rutgers, at all these different venues around the Big Ten. Because it's going to be a weird year, but let's try to make it sound as normal as possible. What do you think? Let me know. Are you a fan of this idea? Would you prefer that the sound system not be used to inject crowd noise? Or do you want to see that uh, simulated on the television broadcast? I don't really know. I, I think I would prefer no simulated crowd noise at all, but that's just me. Let us know what you think by reaching out to us on our Twitter account, at LockedOnNittany. That'll be our question of the day if you want to check that out. We're rounding out today's episode of the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast, as we will every Tuesday with our Twitter Tuesday segment. Hashtag Twitter Tuesday, if you will. And the best way to participate in this is to follow us on Twitter, at Locked On Nittany, and then send us your questions about Penn State, about the Big Ten, college football in general, 1980s references. It doesn't matter what you want to submit as a question. We are going to answer it. As long as you get them in by 3 p.m. Eastern on Monday... We will guarantee that your question will be answered. And if you prefer to submit a question anonymously, as we have today, you are free to do that by emailing us your questions at any time using the email address lockedonnittanylions at gmail.com. So as I said, 
No questions were submitted to us via Twitter this week, but we do have three questions that I figured I would run through that were sent to us anonymously through our email account. First question actually goes back to something we discussed in the podcast last week. The question is, I listened to your I listened to your realistic expectations episode recently and was wondering what you thought the odds are Penn State can manage to go 8-0. So I assume that this is only accounting for the eight games of the regular season and not that ninth game that'll definitely be played at the end of the, se- the regular season, whether it's a Big Ten championship game or whatever crossover matchup Penn State gets paired up with. And I do think that there is a possibility that Penn State can go 8-0. I really do think that because I do think that this is a really good Penn State team. I don't know if it's necessarily a great team, but if they do win that game against Ohio State, there should be no stopping Penn State the rest of the way. I still think that the road trips to Nebraska and Michigan are going to be potential issues. I think that there are reasons to be concerned about those road trips, regardless of what happens against Ohio State. But if Penn State beats Ohio State, all of a sudden, it is all systems go. Everything is going to be in motion for a brilliant run to the college football playoff by way of a Big Ten championship. And I do think that if they beat Ohio State, There should be nothing stopping them in the win total either. I think that this is a team that would uh, certainly see the level that has been raised, and I think that they will rise to the occasion moving forward. doesn't mean that every game is going to be a cakewalk. By no means necessary is that what I'm saying here. I do think that, especially the game at Michigan, I think it's going to be a real challenge no matter what happens. I think that is going to be their biggest test outside of the Ohio State game. And don't forget, Iowa's coming into town as well. And I don't think that that game is an easy matchup either. I think Iowa's going to be a pretty decent team. Could potentially play for the Big Ten West Division if they can grab a couple wins to go their way, uh, maybe even including that Penn State game. That's an Iowa game that we haven't really talked a whole lot about, but I do think that that's going to be a pretty pivotal test for Penn State as the season goes in through the second half. Uh, But if obviously this all hinges on beating Ohio State. And I don't know if there are great odds that Penn State does pull that off. But I do say, as I have said all along, Penn State plays Ohio State pretty tough, uh, They especially at home. They, they just find a way to just hang in there against the best team in the Big Ten year in and year out. Even when uh, they have dug some big holes against the Buckeyes, they managed to come back, make things interesting. Uh, they did that last year. If you remember, things did not look very good for a while uh, against Ohio State. And all of a sudden, the third quarter comes around and they start making plays. Defense starts making some things happen. And all of a sudden, it looks like Penn State is going to have a chance to sneak out of Columbus with a surprising victory. I shouldn't say surprising, but the way that that game was unfolding, it certainly was a little bit of a surprising development. Obviously, Ohio State managed to recover, rebound a little bit, and find a way to go ahead and take care of business there. But again, Penn State plays Ohio State tough. So a victory against Ohio State is not exactly all that far-fetched a scenario that should be in play here because this is a good Penn State team, and they can beat Ohio State. But they have to beat Ohio State if they want to win the Big Ten Championship and, I believe, play for a spot in the college football playoff. If they beat Ohio State, I think there's a pretty good chance that they can go 8-0. I don't know if I say it's a guarantee. I think if they beat Ohio State, I still think that they lose a game. I still think a game on the road against Nebraska or Michigan is probably going to trip them up. That's just how I see it. But I would say that I wouldn't say there are great odds that Penn State goes 8-0. I wouldn't say that there are good odds. I think this is a seven-win team at the max going into the season. 
That's just what I feel. I'm trying to be optimistic for you, but I'm also trying to be realistic. And that's what I see Penn State being. I still think this is a 6-2 and two kind of a season, but I think 7-1 is a very realistic possibility. Probably the more realistic scenario in play. It could be 7-1, and one, if I'm being honest. But I just feel like my gut reaction says that there's probably another game that'll trip them up along the way. So I don't think there are very good odds that Penn State goes 8-0. and But obviously, if they beat Ohio State, I'm going to feel much more confident about that being a possibility. Next anonymous question, what bowl game do you think Penn State will play in? Well, that's a good question. I do think they're going to a New Year's Six bowl game. I think the Rose Bowl is going to be one of those college football playoff games this year. So unless Penn State is in the playoff, uh, as the Big Ten champion, I don't think they're going to be going to the Rose Bowl uh, because I don't think that they're going to be going to the college football playoff. I do think they get into the New Year's Six, though, with a 6-2 and two record if that ends up being the case because I do think Ohio State's going to be in the playoff. I do think they'll go to the Rose Bowl. There's still going to be a spot out there, I think, for a New Year's Six Bowl spot for a Big Ten team. I think the Orange Bowl could be a possibility. So the Orange Bowl has an automatic tie-in with the ACC. Even if the ACC champion is playing in the playoff, which will be in the Rose Bowl or the Sugar Bowl this year, the Orange Bowl is guaranteed to get the next best ACC team in line. So that could actually be Notre Dame this year, could be North Carolina, could be Miami. doesn't matter. The ACC is locked into one of those spots. But the other spot in the Orange Bowl goes to the best available or highest ranked available team from the Big Ten or the SEC. And uh, in most situations, Notre Dame would be on that other side of the margin as well. But this year, Notre Dame is an ACC school. So the the ACC spot could be taken by Notre Dame. Uh, I I don't believe Notre Dame would qualify for that other uh, spot in the Orange Bowl. So I think the Orange Bowl could be a very good landing spot for Penn State because I do think that they would be in the mix there. Now, again, if they're 6-2, and two, it's probably going to be pretty tough to get into the Orange Bowl as that spot right there. But I still think it's a possibility. Peach Bowl could obviously be an option as well. I don't think they would be going back to the Cotton Bowl. And again, I think the Rose Bowl and the Sugar Bowl were reserved for the playoffs. So I don't think Penn State would be in there. But I still think that Penn State would draw in a New Year's Six Bowl game. So Peach Bowl, Orange Bowl, again, I don't think the Cotton Bowl would be there, although it is two at-large spots. So, I mean, a return trip to the Cotton Bowl is not out of the question. But I think the Orange Bowl is a pretty good possibility for Penn State this year. Last question, and then we will call it a show from the anonymous email, Coke or Pepsi? I know that Penn State is a Pepsi school, but you will never find me choosing Pepsi over Coke. I am a Coke guy. I come from a Coke family, and I will take that to the grave. I will drink Coke any day over any Pepsi option. And if somebody, if I'm at a restaurant and I ask for a Coke and they ask me if Pepsi is okay, I'm getting water. It's not even a question. That is my backup option if a Coke product is not available. Now, I prefer Cherry Coke, but we're uh, not going to get too picky here. If we're just sticking to the basics and Coke or Pepsi, I will take the Coke 10 times out of 10 over Pepsi. Or if Coke is not available, like I said, I'm getting water. Or maybe I should just get a Coors Light. (laughs) I don't know. But let me know. Are you on Team Coke or Team Pepsi? We can have some fun with that as well as the week unfolds. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode, everybody. Make sure you check out the Locked On College Football Podcast for continuing national college football coverage Monday through Friday. And don't forget, I am the co-host of the Thursday edition with my buddy Matt Moscona from Locked On LSU. And of course, there's also the Locked On Big Ten Podcast. Ben Stevens continues to do a terrific job covering all things Big Ten. Uh, I'm on there uh, when he wants me. 
me. <laughs> you know, I feel like he's doing a pretty good job of spreading things around. You get a lot of insight around the entire conference. So now is a great time to check out the Locked On Big Ten podcast. Don't forget the Locked On College Football podcast. And, of course, right here on Locked On Nittany Lions. Continuing coverage of Penn State football Monday through Friday. New episodes for you every day this week leading up to the start of the 2020 Penn State season this Saturday. Don't forget to subscribe to us on all of your favorite podcasting apps. Rate and review. It really does help out the show as we continue to grow going into the season. And, of course, you can reach out to us on all of our social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch using the username LockedOnNittany. Look for some fun stuff on the Twitch page and on the Instagram account very soon. And also on Facebook, we're going to have our Facebook Live Happy Valley Happy Hour on Friday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern. So come by. Come hang out with me, talk some Penn State, getting ready for the weekend that will be. If we have a guest, that'd be great. But as of right now, it's just going to be me and you guys just hanging out and chilling with uh, some Penn State conversation on a Friday afternoon right on Facebook.com slash LockedOnNittany. And again, stay tuned to Twitch and Instagram. We'll throw out some live stuff and some other content across the social media stratosphere as we continue to get ready for the start of the season. I'm Kevin McGuire. You can give me a follow on Twitter at KevinOnCFE. Check out my Patreon at Patreon.com slash KevinMcGuire. And have a great day, everybody. We will talk to you once again tomorrow. Until then, I'll talk to you later. Bye.